Okay. Yep, there we go. We are back. We're going live with a special edition of the Trailax podcast. So, for this one, we are talking about the home cities. Home cities just dropped. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what that means for the league going forward. Um, once again, I'm Dre hosting the Drelax podcast, hosted by the CDB Multimedia Network, where you can catch the Sucio Boys podcast, the Sucio Sports podcast, obviously the Drelax podcast, the Aim High podcast, a different angle, four corners of commentary, Shogun Soccer sit down, and the CDB podcast. This time, I am joined by my good friend Sloan Kettering, as well as my friend Brian Knows Lax. Um, Ahun should be joining us while we keep this going. Um, but gentlemen, first off, how are y'all? How are you guys uh, doing about the, how are you guys feeling about the news of the home cities dropping? Man, feeling good. It happened. <laughs> we here. <laughs> they did a thing. Right? <laughs> An event happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing, but they did a thing. <laughs> they, man, they it's tears, man. It's, it's some tears. It's some Anthony Anderson tears on the timeline, man. <laughs> Yo, especially the folks in the Midwest. Folks in the Midwest are pressed right now. Man, you know, I got the Chicago Bears and no, and no, and no PLL team, man. That, that hurts. Like, how did Chicago not get a PL? Like, the Redwoods would have been perfect in Chicago. Yeah, man. Hey, man, listen. I'm just, like, first off, let me just talk about how this announcement even came to be. First off, they said they were announcing this at 2 p.m. I don't know if ESPN was behind or whatever, but they didn't officially start announcing, announcing. They didn't even get to the segment until, like, almost, like, what, like, 2, 2.30 almost, like, 2.15, 2.30. So everybody's in the chat like, hey, dog, y'all are talking about the Steelers and Browns. We don't care about this. Get to the PLL news. Because <laughs> I'm in the – I don't know. I mean, uh, Brian, I don't know about you, but I'm in the PLL Discord. Oh, okay, okay. And so, like, everybody's like, man, they talking about football. Don't nobody care about that right now. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yo, they were getting them out the way. I was like, yo. Because, like, there are some people that work in the PLL in that in that Discord. And so I was like, hey, dog, <laughs> be careful before they ban you from the games. They're going to get you out the paint. But, yeah, dog, the, the Midwest people. Midwest folks are uh, perturbed, to say the least. That's my, that's my, my word of the day calendar. They're, they're perturbed. Um, but real quick, for everybody that doesn't know, we're going to list off these cities. And then, you know, whenever Ahun gets in here, he's going to elbow drop off the top rope because we know that's how he gets down. Um, so we have the Boston Cannons, which was a shock to uh, no one because – the cannons originated in Boston when the MLL was active. Um, next up, we have the whip snakes going to Maryland. We have the redwoods going to California. Um, the chaos ended up in Carolina. Uh, what part of Carolina they did not specify. I mean, uh, it's Carolina, so who exactly. knows? Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, water dogs ended up in Philly. Um, the, uh, New York got the Atlas again, it was not specified where they're going to be at. And then Utah got the archers and then the Denver outlaws are resurrected from their MLL grave and they are back. Now 
uh, gentlemen, what is your initial reaction to those cities or like those placements for the for those teams? Now that I look at it, it's not as bad as I wanted to be mad at it. <laughs> is it's all East Coast, Eastern Seaboard uh, teams that's right close to each other. So that's cool. I, I'm not mad at it. Now Brian, the West Coast, that's a little, <laughs> that's a little spaced out. They're not specific about Carolina Red. I mean, uh, California Redwoods. <laughs> Yeah, so they're going to be there. They're just like Utah. They're going to be there. Uh, yeah, we're we going to show up, big dog. But uh, we ain't going to tell you where exactly we're going to show up. It's a surprise. Yeah, they're going to just go from being in Inglewood to, like, San Francisco. And then they're going to pop up in San yeah, it's, Diego. It's, 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 it's fluid, as Stephen A. would say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, what about you? What's your uh, reaction Man, I got the same thoughts. I'm like, it's safe. I'm like, looking at all these teams, I'm like, man, they ain't really – I thought they was going to come from the top rope with at least one team. I'm like, they're going to put somebody in maybe like Minnesota or something. They're like, nah, we we know where our money is. <laughs> put, somebody, put somebody in like Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Right, man. man I, I saw people, man. People was out here thinking they was going to go to Idaho or something. I'm like, man, they might try to do it. But, yeah, they just went real really safe. about to go to Idaho. Like- I thought they were at least trying to consider Alabama. <laughs> they ain't got a protein for nothing. They'll well, they show support yeah. the shit like that. Well, because they got they got um they got the Georgia swarm, so I'm surprised they didn't try to do anything in Georgia. You know, it, it's so like looking at it from like a logistics standpoint, it makes sense because like again, like we said, Boston, like the cannons originate in Boston. So like I get that. Um New York is a hotbed for lacrosse, so I can understand that, um, putting a team there. But there there are questions. Much like Sloan alluded to when he talked about Carolina and California, you say New York. Are you going to rotate through New York for the season? Or, like, where in New York are you based in? Are you going to be in Long Island? Are you going to be in New York City? Are you going to be where Syracuse is? Like, where in New York are you going to be? That's the thing, man. That's Brooklyn? The thing. Me... Are you See, the exactly. Brooklyn Atlas? <laughs> but then you said New York. Like, being from Syracuse, I'm from upstate. We don't claim New York City. They don't claim us. But they talking about cows and you say upstate, look. So what are we saying? Then I'm watching the video. I'm like, bro, why are we showing the subway? I, like, I know about the F train. That don't mean nothing to me. Exactly. Like, Albany's not Syracuse, which is in Rochester. It's not Buffalo. Long Island's not coming to Rochester. So I'm like, I see what you're doing here, but you can't be having a New York Stock Exchange talking about New York showing Madison Square Garden. What does that mean to me, being upstate? Like, I'm like, okay. And it's like Sloan said, Carolina. Like, if I'm in South Carolina, I'm claiming y'all. Like, what's happening? <laughs> well, like, like the thing- you got a lot of territory. You got North and South Carolina. Exactly, all all of California, like that. That's a big area. Inglewood is not wine country. Is it smart doing it that way? Because like now you're not pigeonholed in your city, and so each year you can you can have your because like with the home cities, they're like the the fans are guaranteed at least one to two games in that city, and so now with you being the New York Atlas, you can do one game in Albany, you can do one game in like NYC. Or you can do one game in Buffalo and one game in like Syracuse. Like if they smart, that's what they do. 
That's what I would do. That's how you would get more money because I'd go up and down California from the Redwoods. I'd do like college towns like Stanford. I'd go do a game in Stanford and do a game in like LA Coliseum and then one in San Diego. Yep. And like one at Oakland. Because they got a football state, football and baseball state with a raggedy one that's falling apart. You place <laughs> across in there, bitch. Well, that that's the other question. Where, where, like, regardless of the cities, now what stadium do you play in? Because previously, like for example, the Outlaws, which we're going to get to them, the Outlaws played at Mile High, but you know the complaint for like the MLL and for other fans was that Mile High never um really like was like looking filled like it wasn't like like there were people there but it wasn't like the stadium wasn't looking filled up so to I mean, speak you can't fill a football stadium for lacrosse right yeah but like does new york have like new york has like they have like the soccer, soccer stadiums stadium. yeah yeah like yeah you can the soccer stadium that's why i was surprised like florida like orlando didn't get a team mm-hmm I would have been cool with the Orlando chaos or something like that. Yeah, because, like, think about it. They have Miami International. Right. No, well, Orlando has uh, uh, Orlando OFC. They have okay. a team. There's a soccer club in Orlando. Wait, is it, isn't New York building that soccer stadium for, like, a soccer team that they're getting? New York has a soccer team. I remember, I, I know that, but I'm talking about like, wasn't it, what, weren't they saying that New York was building like a, like there was a soccer stadium getting built in like, I, I remember we were talking about like last year, it was like, Matt Matt was talking to us about it, like it was some part of like, it was either like Brooklyn or something like that. Yeah. I should have put my Ryder Guardians jersey on. That was- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sloan's just mad that California, that the Redwoods are not in New Orleans. <laughs> Bro, that's the only thing I'm really mad about. Oh, I'm a Ryder Garzy fan, so. Well, look, if you really want to, if you really want to expand and you really want to say, fuck it, let's expand, then you, like, you gotta, if you're going to put something in a true growth market, obviously make, do what makes sense business-wise, but if you want to have a chance to just kind of shoot your shot and grow as a business, you got to put your, your team in a city like New Orleans or Austin or somewhere where, like, you guys have kind of been around, but you guys haven't been in, just to see what can happen. I mean, they should shoot. What they should do is do that all-star game here. Right. Because, like, you might not be able to do it in the Superdome, but you can talk to Tulane. They have Ullman Stadium, which is a big-ass 30,000-seat arena. I mean, football stadium. You could do it there, or... It's, it's places to do it. It's just I'd have to see what they uh, the the way they made it is based on their um, uh, data. They yeah and the numbers and that's where they pro- those were the probably probably those were the eight top places where they sold out. Go because they because sell out in the Northeast mm-hmm. like Boston. That's that's yeah. lacrosse country right there. Because mm-hmm. this is going into year six. And so that's – I feel like before they placed these cities, they had to look at the last, like, five years of metrics. Right. Uh, yeah, Brian, if out of these eight teams, 
what what team would you have put somewhere different? And I guess like why, so to speak. So it was interesting because the I'm I'm kind of surprised when I'm not that Carolina got the chaos. I thought the chaos they would do. I thought they were going to put two teams in New York. I thought they'd do an upstate team and a downstate team with so many of those guys being playing for the Buffalo Bandits, being like Western New York, Central New York guys. I thought that they'd end up there. So I'm kind of it's interesting to see them there. So I think that's the, the most the most surprising because I saw Carolina chaos. I'm like, oh, I right, that's a little. That kind of from came from left field for me. So for me, I think that's the biggest. That was the biggest surprise. And also, like you said, the Midwest just being completely left out. Is, is it a surprise? Dis- disregarded. <laughs> like this is like y'all like at all. Is it now we good? Nobody. So I'm like, man, because I swear I'm like Ohio, Chicago, we get something. Those are still big markets. But oh, I, yeah. Once once I saw that it was Carolina, I started thinking, oh Duke, Duke. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they do got Duke players. Because uh, the chaos, how many of the uh, Brian? I don't know if you know, but like, where does like a decent amount of the chaos players like, like originate from, like college or like from their like, uh, NLL teams? So originally, when they had the, like when they first started the teams, they were the team that was kind of just like a mixture of people. So they had a lot, of, like a lot of native players are from Syracuse, um, like Western New York, Canada. So that's like where most of. So they don't have like there's not a specific place. But for whatever reason, the last couple of years, I think with the chaos, they got like five or six players that play for the Buffalo Bandits, and I'm pretty sure all of them live in Buffalo. Yeah, because like uh, I know Dane is in Buffalo. Cause, yeah, because Dane is in Buffalo, and yeah. uh, Josh Byrne yeah, plays for them. the Bandits, and then I, I think, think McKay's in Buffalo. Yep, Chase Fraser's in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, Togo, he was on the, he was on the, Diogo was on the practice squad or whatever. He was in and out, but yeah, all those Buffalo guys. So yeah, they. So that was the same thing, kind of like with the we knew the whip snakes were going to Maryland, but it's the same thing where your biggest stars are all living in this one market. So I'm kind of surprised they were just like, now nah, we're not worrying about that. I'm surprised that, um, I, I guess for me, I'm just surprised that like Ohio didn't get a team because Nat St. Laurent, the coach of the Redwoods, he coaches in Ohio. Yeah. So I'm surprised that they didn't try to keep him up in there pause but i'm surprised they didn't they didn't like keep them like near ohio uh and they loved playing at ohio state and ohio state where they, were playing, where they were playing at that is the most beautiful field that i've ever seen built for lacrosse like they I, want you to jack myers wants them to be there like that was crazy. i'm like y'all just gonna leave that yeah and ohio has a college lacrosse team so like I I don't know there were just some teams that there were there were just some locations that i was like huh interesting i felt like a lot of these city placements were like very safe, like from a business perspective, which again expected, but like, I just felt like they were like, there was, there wasn't any like risky kind of market that was listed. Yeah. Are you guys surprised about Utah? Cause uh, Utah was kind of like, Oh, I know they shown well, but to give them an actual city, I'm kind of surprised about that. Getting getting there when we get to the archers. Wait, uh, Sloan, go ahead. I mean, maybe they can do that with the expansion in the next couple of years, go to some risky spots. I don't – well, there goes – every with with New York getting the Atlas, there goes everybody's hope with the Lizards coming back. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think – so you think uh, this – so, yeah, Sloan, to what you were saying, you know, if these eight cities do well then they can start doing a little bit more like risky. Then maybe, maybe the Midwest gets a team and stuff. I mean, I would, think- I would, 
I would do it like this. So for like the next four years, you got it the league set up the way it is. Do a all-star game in the cities that were 9, 10, 11, and 12. Yep. And see how the all-star game does. And then go from there. Because the championships always played in D.C., right, Brian? Uh, now they play in Philly. Philly, Philly, yeah. yeah was it the but Philly with Union the Whip Snakes being in Philly, do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll flip it? Because the All Star Weekend has happened in DC a couple times, and I know that like they like doing it in DC. But like this was the first year I think that this hasn't happened in DC. Because I remember that DC weekend was crazy. But I know now that they're doing the sixes, the six on six tournament in DC again. Now that they're doing it out there, I think the all-star game is going to just move. So now I guess, yeah, like Sloan said, you can you can do whatever city was nine this year and then do 10 and then do 11 and then do 12 just well, to kind of see what can happen. Well, I, just, I didn't know that the um, championship was played in Philly since Philly has a team to make it fair, move the championship every year. Yeah. Like, like the Super Bowl is in a different city. So you could do – Nine and ten, nine gets the all-star game, ten gets the uh, championship game one year, and then the next year, 11 gets it, and 12 gets the championship, and see how it goes from there, run the numbers from that. If they want to, if they want to, if they want to have they a championship, huh? They should really hire me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, look, when the job applications open, I'm sending them y'all's way. But like, if they, if they, Want to see a All Star game sell out? You gotta go to Canada, like either either like Toronto or or something like you like like because Canada's crazy about lacrosse. But you so go you, where the buzz is though. Like you mm -hmm. go where you know you're gonna get the bottom dollar. Nobody's gonna want to travel to Canada if it's like the weather is bad. If yeah, you know, people don't mind fucking going. Miami, New Orleans, Orlando. <laughs> People don't mind going to New Orleans. People do not mind going to Texas where it's warm at. I'm surprised Texas didn't get a team. Yeah, I yeah. thought Dallas was going to get the Atlas. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that would have been good. Because yeah, they've been playing at the Star. at the, um, uh, the, the, the Washington Commander standing me doesn't even want to mention the Cowboys. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, because they've been playing at the Star the last few years. It's a built-in stadium that they've used and they have a relationship with. And then, um, what's it called? Uh, Philly got the Water Dogs, which wasn't surprising at all be because Philly getting the Water Dogs and Maryland getting the Whip Snakes, the reason that wasn't surprising is because the bulk of their rosters for Maryland, a lot of their players played at either Maryland or Duke. And then for Philly, a lot of their players originate from Penn State, Princeton, Penn or something like some university near there. So that makes sense. You're just sending them boys home pretty much. Or it's not sending them home. It's drawn for those crowds. Yeah. True. Maryland goes crazy about lacrosse. Cause you're not, you don't now mind you, you don't just have, you just don't have the university of Maryland. You got Georgetown over there too. Mm. And then you've got Loyola. Yeah. And, Hopkins. Then you, and then you got Hopkins. So a lot of those boys came from that area. And then, you know, and like, Every time they've played at John Hopkins or the University of Maryland, that stadium is packed. So yeah, like Sloan said, go where the money is. You go where um, the money is and where you can 
you don't have to advertise as much as you think you would in certain markets about the team, man. Now the the Carolina the chaos getting Carolina that one didn't that one surprised me because I'm just like da- Dallas was right there, like <laughs> like Houston or San Antonio was right there. Um, in San Antonio, San Antonio is a small market that would come out and support that because they have pretty much nothing else to do. But like I was just like, well, okay, I guess we're going to Carolina. I. I don't have the numbers on that. I don't have the metrics. I I don't know how well they did in Carolina. Um, I'm assuming that weekend they must have sold out. I'm guessing. Uh, Brian, do you have any guesses as to why they chose Carolina? So they they just built that um, the soccer stadium that they played in was a Legion. I think it's called Legion Memorial Stadium or something like that. And that's where the Charlotte Hounds from the MLO were supposed to play. And so oh, that okay. stadium they just did within the last like one or two years. I was actually because I remember I watching forgot it. The hounds existed, <laughs> but they didn't have great. But the attendance wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. So like they had it was a, like a fair amount, but I don't think it was a sellout by any means either. So I think it's like you guys said, it is digging into that Duke, North Carolina fan bases that are already there. So they're like, we know we can at least fill up the stadium. Exactly. So with the with the um. So obviously, you know, lacrosse has been here before because we had the major lacrosse league before the PLL. So lacrosse has been here before. What do you think is going to be the difference maker between the PLL succeeding where the MLL failed? Mm. Like what's going to be like, do you think it's easier now to market and to like get your get support for for leagues and startup teams? than it was back in, like, what, 05, 06, and 07 when they were doing the shit? I'm not familiar with the MLL. I just got into lacrosse, like, <laughs> a year ago, maybe. See, but that's dope. That's dope. I think that where it, it would thrive, where MLL failed, is marketing now, and promotion is different. They have a deal with ESPN, which is – Phenomenal! If you're doing ESPN, you can get a million plus eyes on you every weekend because that's that's what ESPN does. It just pulls in numbers by itself. Um, they have branched out and gotten partnerships with more urban known stars. You know, uh, Method Man. Method Man has a has a hand in the PIO now, so a lot of people are going to flock to it just because Method Man has it. You all right over there, bro? Yeah, I'm good. You over there scratching and stuff like a fish? <laughs> nah, I was, I was adjusting my socks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I got, uh, a lot of people would just flow to it because of Method Man and his uh, branding. And also, if they allow weed, if they allow weed, then you got a built-in brand there because Method Man owns his own marijuana company. Well, I got to stop saying marijuana. He's a weird cannabis company. So that's another partnership. That's more money to bring in without doing much. That's that's not bad. And you know what's great about the ESPN deal? Because of the fact that one one game, like like basically with it being on ESPN, where ESPN benefits is that for some of the games, 
in order to watch or to rewatch, you have to have ESPN Plus. But if you remember that ESPN Plus has a, a bundle deal with Disney where you get Hulu and right. and ESPN Plus with your Disney Plus subscription and with the fact that um, Disney, I think to some degree, has a hand in the PLL. I'll have to check that. But I know Bill Belichick and WWE are listed as people that have a um, financial involvement with the PLL as well. So with, like you said, with that far reaching spread, you know, I don't like these companies and these people aren't going to invest in something that's doomed to fail. Right. Uh, looking at my mind, I'm like, wait, a lot of these cities are in states that allow marijuana. I mean, cannabis. Yep. It, like, that could be a back end deal, too. If a cannabis company starts backing them. Shush. Oh, because right now, like when they celebrate the championship wins, they usually celebrate with cigars. So, man, if it if I don't know what the rule is with like lighting up a, a blunt on TV is, but man, you saw what the Raiders did last week. Max yeah. Crosby was smoking <laughs> in the backwood. Hey, listen, if you can get the players to start doing that for the championship celebrations, oof. Or yeah. honestly, if a uh, I don't know who does their who provides the champagne for the championship winning teams. There's a but, deal, huh? It's all promotion. It's all marketing. I'm just saying, <laughs> Luke Belair or anybody could really get their their hands in the door there. Yeah. Well, because now here's also here's also what's happening with the eight teams. They're splitting the teams four four into conferences. And so here's what's here's uh, here's about that, and then we'll get to more of the cities real quick. So with the conferences, you now have the West Conference, which is, <laughs> which is Carolina, Denver, Utah, Cali, and then the East is Boston, New York, Philly, and Maryland. Now people were asking questions about why Carolina's in the West, but you know the Hornets were in the West Conference and they were over there. Um, but with the conferences now. Every team is going to be, should be, and again, I don't know this until their new format comes out, but, oh, they just got, they just alerted me that new gears arrived for all the teams. Going to go spend more money. But uh, anyways, now with, with them having conferences, in theory, all eight teams are going to be in the playoffs now instead of seven teams going to the playoffs and one missing it. And now you're going to have conference finals. So now... You got two celebrations: winning the conference, winning the championship. So there's again, there's that much more opportunity for marketing. Yeah, and now, depending on how it is, I'm sure they're going to have one team that has like home field advantage. But if they don't do that, and they take Sloan's idea, and now you have a team that does the All Star, you have a team that does the champion. Well, a city that does the All Star a city that does the championship and with having two conference finals, if you do 11 and 12 as your conference final series or your playoff cities for that weekend, there's a chance to see how you'll do there. That's just, you know, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. There's a lot of changes coming, Um, but moving on Denver got the outlaws. So outlaws are back. But the Outlaws were formerly the Chrome, who were like what one and eight this last season, yeah. one and nine. 
one and nine this last season. Uh, but the Chrome have the number one pick. And right now they can draft, they'll be able to draft the number one player in the country, which despite everybody assuming it's going to be Brennan O'Neill, who's at Duke, I still think it could possibly end up being Connor Schellenberger, who's at yep. Virginia. Or Pat Kavanaugh, depending on how Pat does it. <laughs> That's my other man right there. Why call, back. call back to the other episode. Go get Pat. <laughs> they were they were interviewing Chris Kavanaugh and he hadn't done a lot during the game. We were like, why are you talking to him? Go get Pat. Why are you talking to Chris? Go get Pat. <laughs> so Pat was killing ass. He and he's honestly like with the fact that Notre Dame didn't lose a lot of people to the PLL, Notre Dame could make a repeat. It, like I said, college lacrosse is great because it just – it's crazy. Um, Notre Dame's got one of the best goalies in the game. And then um, if teams aren't careful, Army Army's going to catch them. Army's got some studs. Uh, and then Utah. Utah got the archers. That's crazy. Um, so that was an interesting thing for me. Uh, but, again, with me, I'm biased. I'm a diehard Archers fan, as you can see from my jersey. Um, so, I um, the way I explained it to one of my coaches, because our coaches were talking, and the way I explained it was, um, I understand from a business perspective, and then from a, if you step back and look at it, logical perspective, Whip Snakes, a lot of them played at Maryland and around that area. Water Dogs, a lot of them played at Penn State, Penn or Princeton. Redwoods, um, I feel like because California Redwoods grow in California, that made the most sense to move them there. Um, Boston, I said that like that's where the cannons originated, so that made the most sense there. Um, the Archers do train in Salt Lake City, and they are hanging around there, and then I believe a few of them have roots in that area, so I get it there. Um, Denver and New York sell out every weekend when the P when the PLL comes there. So they needed a team there. And then I said, Carolina was like the one surprise. I would have thought they would have gone somewhere different. Uh, but I don't know. What about you guys? Did you expect the, did you expect Utah to get a team? Uh, did you expect the outlaws to get, uh, to come back when Denver got a team? I thought Vegas would get a team. Mm. It's not a bad one. Like the Vegas, the Las Vegas Outlaws to match everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. Raiders, the Aces. Yeah, that would be dope. That's not bad. It, and it goes back to that market, you know, that we've been talking about because because it's interesting. So I think what you were asking earlier when the MLO failed or where the PLL has done better is with marketing. But the problem that lacrosse has had and still has is who are we marketing to? So this is like, so this is like my height. This is the same thing with Sloan said that the PLL needs to hire me because we're talking about this as adults. And so much of the time, lacrosse is always just trying to leech off of kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like, every, cause you'll see when the PLL has a bad week, they're like, oh, there was this tournament, this tournament happening. Like youth lacrosse was happening. And every time I see this, I'm like, yo, imagine the NBA being like, like the Knicks game being like, yo, there was an AAU tournament in Brooklyn. So nobody came to the game. Like you looking at, like you looking funny at this person. Like this makes no sense. 
Right. So at least to that point, who are we marketing to? Stop worrying about 14-year-olds and worrying about the 34-year-old that's got yes. a job, that's got money that might come in bring bring friends their significant other we're gonna buy stuff we're gonna buy merchandise you might buy adult beverages also i feel like they need to make the merchandise a little more affordable for people right because like the method man wu-tang uh collaboration the hoodie's 90 bucks right like look they not they not, they know who they marketing towards the yeah but like, like, they're trying to get kids to buy it who can afford it are buying mm-hmm. you're right 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 it, it's one of those. It's uh, but they do have sales a lot online. I will say the sales have increased. Um, I got my Ryder Garnsey jersey. I got it for like twenty bucks. Right, right, right. Well, and then like at the but like at the games and stuff, a lot of like the interaction, like that, like their social media team does, or like even like the players. Most of that interaction is coming from kids. Oh, there's a hun. Most of that eight. Most of that interaction is coming from kids. So a lot of them. I understand why the kids get marketed to the most. Um, and then, uh, Ahun, just to catch you up, we were talking about the team drops. So New York got the Atlas. Philly got the Water Dogs. Uh, Maryland got the Whip Snakes. Carolina got the Chaos. Uh, none of those teams were specific like to the cities, except for Philadelphia and Denver getting the Outlaws. And then even Utah, they weren't specific, but I imagine they're going to play in Salt Lake City. You got any like initial reactions to that? No, that's dope. I'm guessing that they were probably pushing for major metros um, in regards to like what cities they wanted to put them in, obviously to simultaneously somewhat accommodate maybe some stadiums that they have already. Um, and then on top of that, I think that, you know, it, it's also like I'm not really familiar with like all the rosters and the players. So, you know, that might have some say in it, I would think, but you'd be a better. They, um, they alluded to that with some of these, some of these teams, like with, they, they leaned into it a little bit with like Maryland, like, like Maryland and Philly and uh, the water dogs, like mm-hmm. the Whipsnakes and the water dogs, they kind of alluded to it a little bit and the cannons just because, like, the Cannons did originate from uh, Boston when the Major Lacrosse League existed. Got you. Um, well, yeah. So, so I mean, like, overall, I guess that would be – those are good places for them to go to. Um, I, I know that possibly Utah might be – what is it, higher elevation maybe? So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I'm in Denver, so I got high elevation. Right. <laughs> so that's where I was, like, expecting them to, um, you know, announce, like, one of the – I think you wanted the archers. Is that right? I did. But we got the we got the outlaws back, and it's called the – and they're, they're, re, they're a rebrand from the Denver Chrome. And also, the PLL partnered with Whirlpool USA. I'm not sure exactly what Whirlpool is, but – that's who that's what they said um so is that their title sponsor i think so well it says like welcome home from whirlpool in each of these teams like announcements on twitter gotcha and then the redwoods got put in cali okay is there so between utah new york philly carolina cali maryland denver and boston is there any place you would have liked to see a team go 
Uh, I feel like there's maybe not as much like Southern rap representation. Um, you know, but again, what, how many, how many teams are in the league? Eight. So then that's, that's still like, you know, they can have an expansive team or, or expansion draft. Right. So then, um, maybe that's kind of the upside to it, uh, where, uh, I don't know, maybe I thought like a, a Texas team or something like that. Um, is there a Florida team on there? No. Uh, right. So that, that would be, you know what I'm saying? Cause it would, you would maybe want different, um, environments for them to play in. Um, obviously I think too, this is what a fall sport. So, you know, you have to look at like when the league's going to start the competition or the, how they're going to compete against what other sports or leagues might be going on at the same time. Or maybe they might look to try and piggyback it. Um, I feel like, the, you know, the season course- usually goes like, like, I want to say like mid, mid June, all the way up to like late August. Like early September, I think is like usually like that first week of September is usually like the end, I believe. All right, this, yeah. So eight teams starting. I would ex- I would hope that they get to maybe like a sixteen team expansion by you know three to five years at most. Um, but I, I know that there's a, that's a lot of ass to try and double like what you already have in the league. But just mm-hmm. thinking about how many players are coming out of college and potentially you're losing them to, um, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Canadian league, right? Oh, they just, yeah, the uh, NLL, but they just dropped an announcement. So this is new. Uh, this is about their conferences. So mm-hmm. uh, like I said earlier, Western Conference is Denver, Outlaws, California Redwoods, Carolina Chaos, Utah Archers. Eastern Conference, Boston Cannons, Philadelphia Water Dogs, New York Atlas, Maryland Whipsnakes. It says teams will play their in-conference opponents twice and out-of-conference opponents once in the regular season. And the 2024 All-Star Game will take on a conference-based matchup for the first time. How, How is Carolina a Western Conference team? Well, because the Hornets used to be in the West. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Very, uh, very interesting. The 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 conference based matchup is the interesting part. Uh, Brian, what do you think about that? Um, it, 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 it makes sense. I'm still laughing at the the Carolina being in the Western Conference. <laughs> I mean, it, it it works for them to say, "Well, the Hornets did it." That doesn't that doesn't mean that it makes sense, but. <laughs> That was what. That was literally what Paul Rabel said. He said, "Well, the Hornets used to be in." The right. I was like, "What is? What does that even mean?" <laughs> uh, um, so you know, yeah, what, they're trying to they're trying to create they're trying to create yeah matchups, some rivalries. So my my question is, uh, well, not question. I guess my observation is, depending on where where specifically in New York. Utah, Cali, and Maryland, and Carolina. Where specific, like what specific cities? I I'm interested to see what the growth potential is because 
you know, demographically, us us four all being being men of color, being black men, uh, there's not many of us in the sport of lacrosse. There's some, but not many. And um, I would like to see more, obviously. And I would like to just see lacrosse more accessible to everyone. And, you know, the way that a lot of kids are going to be exposed to the sport is being having it be accessible to where they can go see it, where their parents can take them to. And um, hope, so I'm hoping that, like, in New York, they're either rotating, like we talked about earlier, or they're going somewhere that, you know, everybody can kind of go to. You know what I, I think they could probably take a, a little bit from is, is um, I'm, I'm thinking, like, what, the MLS or the NFL, mm-hmm. where they've got, like, these um, – the, the leagues that help to foster like the not only community, but like also it's fostering interest to help um, push the sport further. So mm-hmm. that that's maybe something I could see them doing or at least trying to implement. I don't know necessarily, you know, what their plans are for, for league growth um, for them making the announcements about, you know, actually having like, cities in which the franchises are going to land but then you're also looking at like you know what are their their plans not only for like development of the league but also like to outreach to the communities that they're going to be in like you were um mentioning so um maybe they could take a bit of a model from like the nfl uh nfl which i think kind of leads the way um and then maybe the mls um so that that is a possibility, but I would like to see, like you were saying, with there not being as much representation from like our culture um, in the sport, um, even though we have a lot of prolific players that have, you know, played at the collegiate level, um, arguably the greatest player of all time, Jim Brown, uh, playing out of Syracuse, being a two sport uh, All-American, um, you know, like being able to to kind of promote that but Mm -hmm. then in the same sense too you know obviously the sport being um uh, a native um sport originating so you know maybe there's also some aspects of that as well but um you know again it's still early days because we're we're just now getting this announcement so you know it's interesting it would be interesting the next couple of weeks to kind of see what comes to fruition what the developments come out of like each franchise um i don't know if they still have a similar model of like where the mls right so uh the mls owns like pretty like you buy into the mls so the league collectively is owned by one specific brand even though each team has their own owner but i I was thinking this and maybe you can kind of give me a bit more info right so Mm -hmm. Think about like how the PLL was traveling and all the teams are playing all over the place. Mm-hmm. That kind of led me to believe that like maybe the PLL has something similar with the MLS, meaning like, you know, uh, all the teams operate in the, as their own satellite, but collectively they're under the league's flagship. Which is, is a little bit kind of similar. So with the home and here's how the home cities change that potentially. Now, again, this is all speculative because we just got the announcement. So we, I'm sure the nitty gritty details are going to come out as soon as we get closer. Uh, first things first is this, I think I, I would like to believe this means 
new jobs are going to have to be created because you're going to with home cities here, you're going to need to have offices and all that kind of stuff. Um, so with the MLL, and I'm sure, Brian, you remember these days with the MLL, there were there were ownerships. There was an owner and an assist and a GM and an assistant GM. And it's it'll be interesting to see if that goes back to creation and then where some of these teams played because like the Denver Outlaws were playing at mile high and much like Sloan said at the beginning of this at, like lacrosse is still a niche sport you're not going to sell out a football stadium playing lacrosse so they like and then it becomes there's there's another option for them to play at which is Commerce City where the Rapids play which is Dick Sporting Goods Park they could play there you could also have them there's a few other places you can also have them just have DU as their base of operations because they sell out there every every year where they play so that's how Denver's set up i can't speak to what um california's got set up or what new york will have set up but there are there are options for these teams but it's more of like we talked like we've been kind of talking about you have your options but you don't want to you might not want to go balls to the wall with all these options. You might want to choose a safe venue, a venue that you know you can sell out. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, Sloan, Sloan hit a nail on the head, man. There's, I don't know too many places, you know, it's, it's still growing in regards to like sport collectively uh, in the U S. So that's where I'm like, okay, let's see what's, you know, let's see what's going to happen. Let's see what's going to shake. Um, but I, I am glad now that, like, the announcement came to where, like, there's home cities. Um, you know, it, it'll hopefully create more jobs within each franchise. Um, and then you'll have maybe some development where there's newer franchises that get brought into the fray. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's I, I think with them being a little more broad with a lot of team names like the New York, Carolinas, the Californias, that it gives them a little bit of wiggle room to kind of figure out areas. So like in Cali, do you want to go to Southern California? You want to be in the Bay Area? Like people from Oakland not worrying about driving three, four hours to go to L.A. So it gives them the opportunity now to be able to see and just kind of play around and pick out markets that they want to that they want to be in. Because it's like you said, when you were talking about with with Denver with the outlaws, they were fortunate because when they were in the MLL, um, the dude that passed away to own the outlaw that owned the Broncos, he just, I guess he just had like a like and a love for lacrosse. So they were good. He could use all the facilities and stuff, but they don't have those relationships with all the other, with all the other places. And a lot of the teams with the MLL operated out of their league office. So just like I said, it's cool that now maybe with the, with individual teams and cities, now they can start to build up home, home bases and markets to work out of. Yeah, so um, I think what's gonna ha- like what could what could potentially happen um, now again this is all just potential like we gotta see what happens with their growth revenue wise um, if the cards all fall in place and these teams can can produce like they need to produce and can do the can get make the money they need to make to show the proper amount of growth. A, how long do you guys think it'll take before there's an expansion team? And B, do you think they're going to do one at a time or two at a time? And uh, last part of that question, where would you like them to? Where would you like to see them put a team? Um, 
if they do, I would leave Carolina in the East and just add either Dallas, a team in Dallas, or Vegas. And then do you think they're going to add one team at a time or two teams at a time? Just one. You can add just one at either Dallas or Vegas in the next four years. Okay. Because uh, it's going to, you're going to, it's going to create like the, like the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's going to create new jobs every year. Kids are going to create, kids are going to graduate every year. It's going to become a demand for it in other cities. And the cities that missed out are going to want a piece of that action soon. Especially Midwest. <laughs> oh, man, they're mad. They're mad as hell. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, maybe a team out of uh, Tennessee. Like, not necessarily, like, a big market because Dallas is, like, massive, right? Um, I do think that leaving Carolina or making them transition to an Eastern team would work. I'm in the mindset, though, that trying to do one at a time may be an issue, but at least for this next round, maybe do two. Um, But maybe look at, like, a Tennessee – I'm trying to think, like, where – Ohio sells out when they they were at Columbus. They were at Columbus, and then they – and then, like, yeah, because they they were on the Ohio State field – yeah, I, I was going to – Ohio, like, I, it's so hard, right, because, like, we only have probably, what, three major metropolitan cities, technically four if you count Dayton, but you've got Columbus, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Cleveland. Um, and, you know, it, we're still considered small market. Like, even for, like, um, FC Cincinnati being an MLS team, they're considered a small – small market team so the fact that they won the like best league or best record in the league they still had a lot to prove in the playoffs like they still made them do like a first round fucking three game playoff like pre-playoff with new york red bulls because they're a bigger team so um you know like you said it, it probably does work in columbus um You've already got, I think, Columbus. I know that Dayton has, like, a double-A uh, team for the Reds or triple-A mm-hmm. team on uh, the Dayton Dragons. So, those always sell out. Um, and then I know that Columbus has something as well. So, it, it does work, right? Like, it's a big enough city that I think they could get people to come watch in, in Columbus. Um but again, it's it's one of those things that like, you know, what what's going to be best? Right. right, exactly. And like, what's going to be best for the actual organization where they're not losing hand over fist and you know game day uh, expenses versus like what actually is coming in? Okay, Brian, what about you? I'm thinking the Midwest, like Michigan or Ohio. I'm actually a fan of the smaller markets. Is with lacrosse, like think of New York. There's stuff to do in the summertime in New York City. In LA, there's stuff to do during the summertime. So I think what helps you with the smaller markets, if you're in a Columbus, if they go to Michigan and they'd use um Michigan Stadium because they have a lacrosse stadium, that smaller markets, oh, our team name is on there. Like um, if they're not the Ohio machine, they're they're the Columbus machine, 
that this that this smaller area that we're going to go behind this team, we're going to support this team. We can do this once a week during the summer. So I think that makes sense for them to have smaller markets with expansion. It would make sense to do two teams only because if they do one team at a time, there's a bye week for one team. Lacrosse players don't make that much money. I can't see the players being like, yeah, we cool. We're not getting paid for a full week when we're already not making that much money. So logistically, I think it would make more sense for them to do two teams at once at first, and then maybe four or five, six years down the line, they're making more money. They're at 10 teams that they can then add one team at a time. Okay. And then, like, that, those are all good answers. Um, one thing I was just kind of kicking around in my head that I think would be smart is with – with is uh you could possibly do – I mean, now, again, I'm not a business person, so I'd have to ask whoever's the business person in here. Um, with – with you know having like your city names or with being in a city would it help generate revenue to like kind of partner up with some of these like local colleges or like some of these like big name colleges like the d1 schools like with denver would it make sense to kind of have some sort of partnership with denver university with new york would it make some kind of sense to have a partnership with like albany or like one of the bigger d1 schools to where one you're getting those fans to attend but also you're getting that like kind of like exposure to people in that kind of like area. Yeah, they have to right now. They're, they're already built fan bases. I know I'm being biased being from Syracuse, but Syracuse University leads men's and women's college across in attendance. And for the men's side, it's a significant margin. Like it's, we're talking like a thousand, 15, 2000 fan difference. So you start to be in these communities, work with these universities, Denver, the, the California part is kind of, I don't, there's no division one teams in California, but if you can with these markets that if you're able to Carolina, you can use Duke and North Carolina, these already built fan bases, you market at these games. Oh, when the college lacrosse season is over the teams here, it's already built in marketing and they're at lacrosse is small enough where they got to use these connections that they can. Okay. So what about you? He's muted. Nah, I fell into a wrestling call or something happened <laughs> real quick. But uh no. Uh what was the question? What, would it be would it be smart for some of these teams to kind of partner up with the big D one schools in the area that they're gonna be based in to kind of get that exposure and possible generate uh generate more revenue? Yeah. Why not? Give out free tickets. College kids really ain't got nothing to do. Yeah. Well, that's your target audience right there. He wanted to get to where to a point where it's tailgating outside. No, that's true. Hey, hon, what about you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm I'm on board with what Son just said, right? Like college kids, especially once there's like a downturn in, you know, whatever uh college across. And if you're a fan of lacrosse in general, then you would want to be able to um, go to the games, of course. So there's got to be, like, ways in which the PLL can connect with, um, like, different colleges, like, all across the U.S., to be quite honest. But especially within the Midwest, if you look at, like, all the Division One schools, most of them reside in on the eastern 
side of the country, especially when you're in like the Midwest. When you get out towards the West, then you look at like Division One schools. Um, it's probably some some state school, and it's very spread out across the map. So, um, I, I think that like the PLL would really miss the mark, and they kind of shoot themselves in the foot for a, a while if they didn't have some type of partnership connection with. Um, with any division one schools that would be willing to partner up and who the fuck wouldn't, especially if you're like, Hey, we've got a professional sports league. So we'd like to do some type of partnership with your, you know, your university nonprofit organization that you're working alongside because that's what a school is. So any type of shit there, you can build those partnerships, probably have it donated to the school. The school then gives you some type of um, payout in some way, shape or form. So it's a win-win for everybody, I think, in that aspect. Okay. And then one last question for you, for you guys, gentlemen, before we get up out of here. Um, what does this? What do you? What do you think that going forward this means for the league? And um, and then I guess for you, does the changing of the cities? Uh, switch up any previous fandom you might have had of some of these some of these teams. Like I know, even though they're in Utah, I'm still going to be an Archers fan. I'm oh. also going to be an Outlaws guy, but you know, you know, I go I go wherever Ryder goes. That's, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Brian? Um, I think it brings legitimacy to the to the league because it, I, I, for me, it's a little bit different since I'm in like the, the hotbed area. For lacrosse, so people are familiar with it. But when you're like with Sloan, if you're just getting into lacrosse within the last couple of years, trying to explain to people there's a pro lacrosse league, outdoor lacrosse league that travels. There's no cities that people are kind of looking at, just like what is, what are you talking about? So maybe for like a fan of wrestling, like the combat sports or something like that, you're used to just not being in certain places and you're and you're bouncing and traveling around. But now being able to tie cities to the teams, I think it'd be a, it's a it's a good look for people to be like, okay. I get it. This makes sense, and I and I think for the for the liking a team, like for me, I never I haven't had a favorite team because I'm more so with players. But I think for people, if they want, if you're in one of those areas, that they'll be like, oh, they might switch. But I think it would just depend upon how loyal some of these fan bases were. Yeah, see, the outlaws is what got me into lacrosse, and so I'm like, okay, well, yeah, gotta support nostalgia. two teams. Got to support mm-hmm. two teams. I got too many damn archers jerseys to just <laughs> <laughs> to just drop them. Uh, Ahan, I know you have you, you didn't you don't necessarily have like a, a team, um, but you know, uh, does them like having like kind of like set cities? Is that gonna get you to check it out a little bit more? And then like if they do put an expansion team near you. Would that like further draw your interest? Um, I'll, I'll go in, in reverse. So yes, if they if they did put an expansion team near me, then of course I would want to, you know, like I, I'd be more inclined to to really pay attention to it. Now, if they put one in in Ohio and it's close to Cincinnati, bro, I'm there, right? Um, but I'm kind of like Sloan too, where it's like I'm still so new to the sport from like a, a uh, fully knowledgeable aspect, kind of like how, you know, with you and in, in Sloan and soccer, where it's like, I'm more a fan of like the star players, right? And then as I grow into it and 
you know, let's say the star player stays with the team for a long time, then I will follow that team um, because that's who that person represented. So, um, like how Sloan's with Mbappe, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably going to be that for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm probably going to be that for uh, for lacrosse. But, you know, I'm, I'm with him. Like, writers, writers the dude. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, we, Wherever we he goes. Wherever he goes, bro. Wherever he goes. Now, I pray to God that they're nothing like the MLS where, like, the league owns the players' rights. So, like, if they really want it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because if I find out that Ryder's just jumping, like, he's on the archers for, like, you know, this year, and then the league's like, hey, we're going to send you to. I mean, the teams can trade him freely because that's what happens. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. But. Uh, it, as soon as I figure out where that big Jamaican kid uh, is going, Stone Evans. Gonna, yeah, that's that's it. Stone Evans and Ryder. <laughs> that dude's my two right now. He said it's up. Oh, all right, yo, hey, gentlemen, where, uh, where, uh, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, where they can find you at on uh, social media. Sucio Stone two one seven on everything. Uh, yeah. Brian, what about you? Uh, At Brian Knows Lex on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Uh, Hey, hon. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Instagram um, and Facebook fan page, a.hun.theshogun. On Twitter, a underscore hun underscore the shogun. And uh, more than anything, um, you can follow CDB Multimedia if you are listening to any of the pods. Uh, highly recommend going and listening to all the pods on the network because um, we got something for everybody. So CDB Multimedia, Charlie David Bravo, which stands for Culturally Diverse Brand Multimedia. So um, go check us out. Give us like stars, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then TikTok, uh, Shogun, I think, too. Because I'm on there just dropping stupid-ass content. Yes, sir. This has been another great episode of the Draylax Podcast. Follow us on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Draylax Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, DrakeConnor48. Do not add me on Facebook. That's weird. You can find me on Twitter, <laughs> underscore Sir Laxalot. You know what it is. Lax now. Lax forever. Yep, we're getting up out of here. Check out the other podcasts on the CDB Multimedia Network. That is the Sucio Boys Podcast, which just dropped an episode today. The episode title is Air Mattress Energy. Go check it out. Sloan, Ahun, and Marty are hilarious as usual. Check out Sucio Sports with Jabane and Keys. That's coming down. That's coming up tomorrow morning. You can also find the Aim High podcast for your little daily dose of inspiration dropping on Mondays. And then we got four corners of commentary with Kyle and friends. And we've got a different angle with Kyle and Rod. The Shogun Soccer sit down with your boy, A-Hun, the Shogun, and the CDB podcast. I'm Dre, getting up out the way. Thank you for joining us today. We out. <laughs>